0: Alright guys, your host here, Nick Moyer with co-host Owen Herndon. How are you doing today, Owen?
1: I'm doing well. Happy to be here.
0: Alright, well it is current what is it, February, February twenty third, twenty third, right? And uh new season starts March March thirteenth, right? Oh. Did you see the Brown we're gonna be talking uh Cleveland Sports here? Do you see uh the Brown sign receiver?
1: Uh, the Jalen Strong?
0: Yeah, he, he was from... He played for the Jaguars, right?
1: I believe so. He
0: he was drafted by... I think he's pretty good. He reminds from me of... From the
1: Texans, I'm pretty sure he got drafted.
0: Okay, he reminds me of, like, Joe... I'm not going to say Joe Vicious, but, like... Because he seems quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, like... You know, he, he he's he a big frame Jalen, receiver, Jalen too. Jalen Strong, right? He was a third... So, he was a third-round pick for the Texans. He also is... He has, he's only played tw- he's played twenty games. He has thirty one receptions, three hundred thirty yards, ten point six yards per catch, and four touchdowns. All right, real question: What do you think about Cream Hump?
1: I like it. You know, for many years, always says we need someone to bring in talent, and for years we didn't get GMs who did that. So just because we had seven wins, which is a huge improvement, a lot of fans are getting carried away, saying like, "Oh, we're good. We're gonna set up. We're gonna be a dynasty." If you think about it, we're still a ways away. I mean we need you know linebackers, DNs, tackles, like we need a lot more pieces, and I think he'll be a great addition.
0: That sounds true. Can I get the whip sound? Oh okay. Okay, sound guy isn't here right now. Okay. We will call him out. Were you a fan what was your first reaction when we signed him?
1: I, like, uh, I was pretty happy. I enjoyed it because I was thinking, you know, of all the teams, instead of having – especially I was worried about Pittsburgh because they didn't have a running back. Because James Conner has been a great replacement, but going from Le'Veon Bell, I mean, who knows? Like, Because you know, he was injured towards the end of the year, if he was going to pick it up again or if he was going to be the same player. So if they brought it – especially if it's deficient, I mean, I feel like it would have been a nightmare to try to stop him. Because –
0: so this is what people were saying. People were talking about um, signing – uh What's his name? Le'Veon Bell. Well, like, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of him, because you already have Duke Johnson, who is like a quick receiver. Yeah. And then you have Nick Chubb, who... a power back. Yes.
1: But the best part about that is, if we were to get Le'Veon Bell, we would have to pay at least $15 million a year for him. Kareem Hunt, one, one year, $1 million. Like, none of it guaranteed. So, hey, if he does something bad again, hopefully not, but if he does, you lose nothing. It doesn't cost well, yeah, me.
0: Yeah, also... Okay, we're going to let's see. We'll shift over to the Cavs a little bit. Cavs played the Grizzlies tonight. Cavs are currently—they're 3rd right? In the draft lottery? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I'm trying to figure out what. What do they have? Twelve wins right now? Yeah. Well, they aren't the worst team ever. The worst team ever was the Bobcats in 2011, who they had seven seven, seven wins, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought the Brown, not the Browns. I thought the Cavs were going to go up there. The Cavs are 13 and 46. They're 14th in the East, and they are... Ooh, the Suns are god of The Suns are 11-49. and 49. I really wish we
1: lost that one game. Against, against the Knicks? The Suns.
0: Okay, that, yeah. And
1: right. the Knicks, too. If you think about it, if we lost to the Suns, we would be exactly tied with them. That's the worst record in the NBA. So, there's no point of the win. Of course, like, for the Browns last year, of course, it was like we were out of the playoffs the last two weeks and you didn't want to win, but... Just of how bad we've been, we wanted to win. But the Cavs have not had a problem with winning in the last couple of years. You know, four straight champi- or like a championship appearances. So they need to rebuild completely. I'd trade Kevin Love. I would just completely get rid of all things, get assets, and then hopefully get Zion or, like, R.J. Barrett or that okay, one guy, so, with Marquette.
0: Okay, so you aren't just all in for Zion. Because I'm not. I'm looking at it, and I think... RJ Barrett's better than Zion Williams. And speaking about clearing that out, I think the Cavs need to get rid of Colin Sexton. I'm not gonna lie, like yeah. I I don't think he's what we really like. What we need, like I think they drafted him thinking he was the next uh,
1: Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, I don't know a little about Westbrook because he can't shoot. I mean, he's not a great shooter. Well, he
0: also needs Westbrook needs like fifty shots a game.
1: Yeah, but going in, we thought maybe he could be in that role for us because we don't really we don't really have a dominant player anymore, because Kevin loves has been out the entire year. So. Tristan,
0: so is Tristan Thompson. He got hurt.
1: Yeah, and he got also hurt. cheated on yeah. someone,
0: too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, here I'm going I got a little bit of the battle. Hold on. So, I liked
1: a couple of trades they did make to get rid of, you know, like, aging veterans. Uh, they just try to get, like, younger players to, like, just buy out contracts just to, like, clear as much space as possible, because we're Cleveland. We're not going to get all the free agents. It's not Miami, L.A., places like that. So, we have to just draft players. Can you look at how we've been good? We've had the draft players doing. like, draft LeBron, draft Kyrie. You could also
0: add, well, I can contradict that because we drafted Anthony Bennett in one year, and then we drafted Andrew Wiggins, and it really doesn't seem like he's doing well.
1: Yeah, but Andrew Wiggins was part of the Kevin Love trade, which is part of the championship. So, what I'm saying is there's been no like, instance. Where the Cavs have got like this Anthony Davis, like, got like just a stud in fragrancy. I know you could say LeBron, but we drafted LeBron in the first place, so he already played here. So, like, every great player the Cavs have had, they've had the draft, especially teams in like the 80s and 90s, where they had like Price and Drew, and they were really good. We had to draft all those guys.
0: One of the funniest stories I'll ever tell. I was watch, so I was watching a documentary on the '90s Cavs. Mm-hmm. Well, so they had Lenny Wilkins as their head, they had Lenny Wilkins as their head coach. Okay, mm-hmm. and they I think they were playing the Pacers. Well, they, he says at halftime he throw, he goes I'll beat your ass in the parking lot and he waited for him out in the parking lot to foot him after the game.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy because you think about we were just after like the third run after we won the championship. And they got KD. You knew we weren't going to come back and win it.
0: I'm surprised, honestly, when we played the Celtics. I thought in Game 7, i go, Celtics are going to beat us, and LeBron's going to leave. i go, it was a nice run. At least we got the championship.
1: Yeah. There was a point of doubt I had when we were tied 2-2 at the Raptors the year we did win the championships, like 2016, of how...
0: That was the finals, right? Or semifinals?
1: Yeah, it was the Eastern Conference finals. Finals, okay. So, going into it, when we got, we just traded for Kevin Love, everyone's saying, like, oh, Cleveland's going to win a championship. We have LeBron, Kyrie, and now Kevin Love. So, you're thinking, oh, how many championships can we win? And we were thinking, like, big term, like, how many are we going to win? And then, after we lost one year to Golden State because we lost Kevin Love and Kyrie, we were thinking, like, oh, are we going to get it eventually? Because Golden State just ended up dominating like, 73 wins. So, you were thinking, like, wow, if we're not even going to beat the Raptors, like, when's our window going to close? Because, like, we went from thinking, like, oh four or 5 the championships, to like, are we even going to win one? Because we were... The Raptors had a good series. It was, like, the one center they had...
0: That was Valchunas, right?
1: I think it was Valchunas, and they had, like... Was it Bisnack Biombo? Yep, because like he could block and block, games. and yep. So, you were thinking, like, are we even going to get past that? And we ended up doing it. And then we had to go down 3-1, to one, came back won it so it's just crazy to think you can go from thinking you're going to be a dynasty to not think you're going to win one to win a championship and then after we won the championship you knew they weren't going to win again like that roster at kd i mean it's unstoppable
0: well then also for the Cavs, you got rid of everybody at the trade deadline i kept like i wasn't i was in school and i have a i had a whiteboard and we were drawing off all the freaking things we could do and i'm like wow like they traded the entire team
1: yeah it has to be at least one of, if not the biggest, like mid-season roster change for a team that made the finals, especially.
0: Well, you know, I meant LeBron carried them for a
1: while. LeBron carried it, but I'm just saying that team wasn't even remotely. Oh, close yeah. To what it reminded me
0: of the 2007 team.
1: Yeah, you had That went
0: to the finals and got swept by the Spurs. You got,
1: because at the end of the year, it was like Kevin Love, Chetty, LeBron. Like, those were like the only people that are on the roster the entire year. Probably a couple more. JR, Tristan.
0: That well, Jerry, your home He was there. So I'm looking up the who we traded for, and it was so we traded in 2017. We signed Jose Calderon, Jeff Green, Kyle Korver, Chetty Osman, Derek Rose. And then we traded Kyrie Irving to Celtics for Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, and Ante Sizik for in a first round pick. And then we signed Dwayne Wade, Kendrick Perkins, John Holland. And then to the trade deadline, we traded. When's the trade deadline? That's in February. All right, we traded Dwayne Wade to the Miami Heat, Channing Fry, Isaiah Thomas, and a first-round pick. We traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And then we got Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance. And then we got rid of Iman Shumpert to the Kings. And then the Kings traded, I I don't even know who that is, Andres Guadis and George Hill. We got. And we got and then we traded Rodney Hood, ooh, and Joe Johnson to the Sacramento Kings. Okay, I think he's pretty good three point
1: shooter. Not gonna lie. Looking back, that was such an awful trade, the Kyrie to the Celtics. Remember, like there were some people, like national media, saying like, oh, the Cavs won it. They got a uh, All Pro point guard, Isaiah and, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah Thomas. You got a first round pick, and then like a couple of good role players. The role players didn't do anything. I and mean, then Isaiah Thomas was hurt half the year. And then we traded. games
0: That was a hip injury, right?
1: Yeah, I and mean, then the first round pick ended up being Sexton, which you know, were thinking beginning of the year. Oh, is that going to be like that? Could be the number one pick. I and mean, then we got seven. It's completely like just a buzzkill.
0: Well, I want to point out that was two years ago we had Isaiah Thomas, right? Uh, that was two or one.
1: It was one year because uh, they, trade they, they traded. him. They traded for him. him he main... didn't play at all. I mean, he played like two games and it was a deadline, and we traded him.
0: Well, he's currently now on Nuggets. The, the Nuggets, and he has played two. He's played two games. He scored twelve points.
1: Both combined
0: or... Combined, yep. That's rough. All right, well, speaking about basketball, we're going to give you a score update, so um, we're going to ring the bell a little bit. All right, college basketball, march around the corner. Um, Last night, Gonzaga beat uh, Pepperdine 92-64, number... 25 ranked Buffalo beat Kent State 80 to 57. Number 21 Iowa sweeps a series against Indiana 76 to 70. Scores right now: Tennessee, which is ranked fifth, is up 10 to 7 against LSU in the first half with 15 minutes remaining. Marquette is losing 4 to 7 to Providence. Marquette is currently ranked 11th in the nation with 16 minutes left, and Virginia is losing to Louisville. Eight to two with fifteen minutes left in the first half, speaking about that, did you see Louisville or uh, Syracuse blow out Louisville or yeah. whoever it was? I was looking at that. They won by like twenty points because I've been watching like Georgetown beat Villanova. I mm-hmm. saw that, and I 'm like, all right, sweet seventeen fell, which i don 't think Villanova will make the college basketball
1: That was crazy because remember going you know Ohio State did pretty well in the tournament and people were thinking like they could win the whole big ten now. Michigan 7 in the country, and then Michigan State's 10, and Purdue's 15, and then I believe Wisconsin and Iowa are 21 and 22. So, thinking, you know, Ohio State could be a top 10 team in the country, just like such a horrible year to start off, and you know, hopefully they make the tournament, but if not, it'll be a huge step back. Are
0: the they team. even 500 right now? I don't even know. Because I remember at one point they were ranked 15th and they fell. Well, here we go. So, we have the top AP poll Duke 1, Gonzaga 2, Virginia 3, Kentucky 4. Tennessee 5, Nevada 6, which they're 24-1, which last year they made the tournament, and then they upset. They had the 22-point comeback, right, against Cincinnati or Xavier, whatever it was? Yeah. Because the guy dribbled it out of – he kicked it off his foot at the end. Michigan the 7, North Carolina's 8, Houston 9, which Houston lost to Michigan on a buzzer beater. I remember that. to go. What was that? Did they go to the Elite 8 or Sweet 16?
1: I think it was Elite 8. And Ohio State is 17 on the year.
0: Michigan – Yeah, they fired Dan Mata, too. Michigan State is 10th, Marquette 11th, Kansas 12th, LSU 13, which LSU lost to Florida and still kept their spot in overtime. Watch that one live. That one was a good game. Uh, Texas Tech is 14, Purdue 15, Florida State 16, Villanova 17. Don't know how they're ranked still. They're 26. They've they've dropped four. They're 27. Really? Oh, is that with the uh, loss to Georgetown?
1: Yeah.
0: Louisville's eighteen 18-8, Iowa State... Nineteen and six at nineteen. Virginia Tech twenty and five, ranked twentieth, Iowa twenty one, which they won last night, so they're gonna be twenty one and five. Wisconsin is twenty second, Kansas State twenty third, Maryland twenty fourth, and Buffalo twenty fifth. I think the only Buffalo's twenty two wins they're twenty two and three and they're twenty fifth. I only think that could
1: strengthen the schedule in the Mac. Some action, you know, they always get left behind.
0: Which I wanna point out the front runners for it, for the Mac to win the Mac. Not Buffalo, and Buffalo is ranked. It's Bowling Green, really. Yeah, because Bowling Green has the most wins in the MAC right now for the conference championship. I think Buffalo will make it if they went out. I think there's only well, there's only two weeks left, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible about Buffalo is they're one of the few non like power conferences in because Nevada's in there. They're at six. I think Gonzaga's two, but they're usually like a basketball powerhouse. I mean, you look at it and Marquette's at like eleven, I and mean, it just kind of. That's really it, you know. There's no other real small schools.
0: Ohio State plays today at two. They ooh, they play Maryland. Maryland is favored by five and a half points. Over under is one twenty six. Okay. Is that love.
1: not one of the most disappointing games of all time? That Duke UNC game.
0: I not gonna lie, yeah, I didn't watch it after Zion got hurt. I just stopped watching. Th- so did I, because I knew North Carolina. I want to point out, like, there are certain moments of where I was at, like. We'll probably we'll talk later in a segment over like upsets and March Madness yeah. right, over before, but, um, man, that was such a loser, like I such a blown game. Like I remember where I was when North Carolina, I think it was two years ago, made the buzzer beater to continue with like point three left mm-hmm. to keep going in the tournament. I'm like, cause I picked on the it was the year they beat Villanova, yeah, on the on the buzzer beater, right? Or did Villanova beat them?
1: I think Villanova beat, beat them. Uh,
0: yeah, because he had the weird three that tied it with, like, kicking his feet.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I just can't believe that game because it was hyper. Like, over 2,000 was, like, the cheapest ticket. 30 seconds in, Zion gets hurt. Because oh, wow. it ruined not only a 1-8 versus eight matchup, a Duke-versus-NC matchup. And that's, like, the premier game. That's Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn. Like, the big rivalry of college basketball. And it was taken away. So, unless they... Meet up in the tournament, which I mean is possible. Most likely Duke will be a one seed, UNC will be a two, maybe even one if Tennessee, because they got rocked by Kentucky when they were number one. So, all right,
0: so speaking about college basketball with March around the corner, you think they'll be, you think, you think Duke will be the overall number one seed?
1: I'd say they have to. I mean, what other teams are up there? Gonzaga, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Nevada, Michigan, UNC. I'd say so. I mean,
0: Cause I was lo- I was looking at that, and right now the number one projected overall seed is supposed to be Gonzaga, cause Duke lost.
1: Yeah. But I mean, can you really dock them for that? They lost the best player in the country thirty seconds into the number eight team. Well, so it's not like they were. It was like a Tennessee Kentucky game where Kentucky just absolutely really blew them cool. out.
0: Here's you felt you're filling on a bracket this year, right?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I looked up the top. About top twenty up top upsets of all time, and some of these are popping out like Mercer versus Duke. Here's Davidson versus Georgetown, which you know who was on Davidson that year? Was it Curry? Yep, Steph Curry.
1: I remember, I was in middle school, so maybe like three years ago. We watched a game in class. That was a game where Middle Tennessee State off Michigan, up. Michigan State. State, and they were like the were they?
0: They were two. two that that two. was fifteen over two.
1: Yeah. And it was a huge game, and then I remember because it was a prime time last year when the Ramblers beat, uh, was it Virginia?
0: UMBC upset Virginia. Yep, they beat them by twenty. That it is, was a
1: blowout.
0: That, is, that, that they won by the that score. I know that that was seventy four fifty four. That is something that like you can tell your kids because that's only happened like that. That's the first you time. You were ever. you were there for the first time. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at some of these. Like I'm seeing number sixteen, number four, the first time a fourteen seed beat a three seed in the uh, Cleveland State. Over Indiana, which at that time they were coached by the legendary Bob Knight in 1986. Yeah. They beat him in the first round, which I'm looking at one of these, and I'm thinking, this one should be so much higher. Do you remember where you were at when Lehigh upset Duke? I don't. I, I, I do, but like that's sweet, though, because C.J. McCollin was on Lehigh that year. That was a 15 over yeah. a 2, which Lehigh had no business being in Duke's there.
1: the weirdest team in the tournament because either they will just dominate the like the tournament just because there's so much talent on it, or they'll completely give up because the players don't care and just want to get ready for the NBA. So they'll get knocked off by like a two, like the first or second round, and then – or else they'll just go to the finals.
0: Like, so I'm looking at these, and I, I'm looking at one of the upsets, but I'm thinking, wow, that team had a great run. George, eleven seed George Mason over con, uh, UConn to go to the Elite Eight, but they had an incredible run that year. They went – because they – they were 11th seed. Besides, they were the first seed that like the farthest they've gone in. Like that's the farthest seed a, yeah. seed ever gone at that time.
1: How about Florida Gulf Coast that one year, where they made it to, like the lead eight.
0: Yeah, because they beat Georgetown, which is the number two seed. Speaking yeah. about you were talking about the Middle of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm on uh, I'm on a website and I'm looking up right now, and they ranked number three, 15 seed Middle Tennessee State versus Michigan State, number two, and it, they had. Michigan
1: yep. State have at the time? That,
0: that, was, like, that was the year they had, because I, uh, I remember that. They, yeah, Was
1: it Denzel Valentine? Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: Number two. Here's a shock. Try to guess what number two is of all-time upsets. Of all-time? Yep.
1: Is it no, isn't number one the Ramblers? Nope. It's not That's them. number two. That is two?
0: Yep. Apparently number one, which I might, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to agree with this, Villanova over Georgetown, 1985 National Championship because uh, I'll, I'll just read it to you. It says Georgetown was 35-2 and entering it. Villanova had already beaten number one Michigan, number two North Carolina, number two Memphis. And they had, they shot, the Wildcats shot 79% from the game, including 90% in the second half, missing one shot in the second half. Mm-hmm. They won 66-64, to which that was the first year that it went to 64, what is it, 65, 68 teams right now, 68?
1: I think sixty I think it's 64, four, but sixty four and like the, the four is the, the play in. Games. The
0: well they went six that was the first year they had sixty four win or teams. Yeah. Villanova, they were that was the year it was Saint John's with Chris Mullins, Patrick Ewing, so it was a big east. And Georgetown. Georgetown. It was a huge big East and then Villanova. Yeah. Um it's out there. Wow. Um but yeah, uh, that oh, if they didn't win that they were going they were debating making the seeds go lower, like not mm. having sixty eight seeds.
1: I feel like that's what's the best part because if you watch college football, I mean the better team wins nine times out of ten. There's always an upset, but if you put like Alabama versus like Florida Gulf Coast, Alabama win sixty to two, <laughs> if that. I don't think they'd score too. I don't. I, I mean, don't. They, who knows? Like they usually get like a point or two. But like if you have a Florida Gulf Coast play Virginia, I mean, in the tournament, anything goes. It's just who has the better night playing. Because you look right there, Chicago Loyola made the final four.
0: Oh, that was one of the most incredible runs I think we've we've seen probably since either Florida Gulf Coast or George Mason back yeah. in two thousand.
1: Who they beat? I know they ended up losing the like Michigan. Was it Michigan at the end? Or they lost it? to
0: Michigan in the final four. Or
1: was it? Yeah. Because
0: they beat four. Miami the first day, and then the second day they beat Tennessee on the buzzer beater. Yeah. And then I forget. Then they played either Nevada or K State, and they won that. I think I think it was Nevada because uh, Towns hit the three mm-hmm. to go up four with a couple seconds left, and then they lost to Michigan in the final four. Yeah.
1: I remember I actually had my bracket wasn't as bad as others because I had Chicago Loyola winning the first two rounds because I felt like I needed an upset because usually in the tournament you pick you know just a higher seed like because you don't watch all the games like it's almost impossible too. So then after like the first two rounds it's like oh this team's you know they're going to get destroyed by like once they actually play like a powerhouse team and they end up just keep winning all the way to the final four so it's just incredible that a small town. School can make the final four or something like that.
0: Well, speaking about that, I want to put a soundbite in here right now just for. Uh...
1: What you have here, folks, one of the all-time shapers. Lehigh defeats Duke in the NCAA basketball
0: tournament. What year that, was that? That was 2012, which. They had, I don't, I don't know, but that was, because who, 2012, 2012, that was the year, I think, no, 2013 or 2014 was when Kevin Weir got hurt, right?
1: I think so. Because, was that year the one Louisville won?
0: Yeah, because they won for, Ke- in 2012.
1: Did they win in 12 or 13? Let's see, 2012, March. Because remember, like, the was one of their, like, starters, like, knee, like, popped That's out. That's Kevin Weir. Yeah, like, his bones were, like, sticking out of his knee.
0: All right, uh, it currently says that Kansas, or uh, I think that was your Kentucky beat Wisconsin. Well, let's see here. Here, or... no, winner, Kentucky MVP, Anthony Davis. They won over Kansas, mm-hmm. which uh, that was 2011-2012. Yep, the semifinals, Louisville, Ohio State, Kentucky, and Kansas. Oh
1: so good when Ohio State was good at basketball with Aaron Kraft.
0: I remember that. And then they got upset by Davidson, which I don't think. Besides, between In Wichita State, but between then, between when they beat Georgetown and Steph Curry was playing there, mm-hmm. until they beat Ohio State, I don't think anyone had picked date like. I don't think they had Davidson. been to the tr- no. Davidson ever like since the tournament.
1: Because if you look, it's not like Ohio State's never had good talent because they were especially great around like the late 2010s, or like the matchup with Florida those two years. Ended up losing, and then they had, like, the Craft era, where it was really good. I mean, now you're seeing we had uh, D'Angelo Russell come out, and then we had... Aren't we supposed to have, like, another guy who's supposed to go really high? Or I was thought it, last was, our, year I thought it year? was
0: our center, right?
1: We're supposed to have someone go, like, lottery pick from Ohio State. So you're seeing they're getting talent again, because, like, for a while after, you know, the Craft era, there was no one, really. Like, it was D'Angelo Russell who came out of nowhere, and everyone else sucked. Like, we didn't even make the tournament those years with D'Angelo Russell, and he was a top three player in the country.
0: I think he's pretty good. All right, we're going to give you a score update. All right, current scores in college basketball. We have number five, Tennessee, tied with 13-seed Louisville. Marquette is beating Providence. Virginia is down by 12 to Louisville with eight in the first half. That is, Virginia is a three, which I want to point out last year, I thought when they lost... To uh, UMBC I thought like I thought losing their center Would make a huge Deal But Cause I remember their center Was a huge person That was really good But I was thinking I'm like wow Okay I didn't think They were gonna be this bad Like they They lost by 20 Yeah Man That's That's sweet Like I'm not gonna Like now people are gonna be like Debating to pick 16 the thing that would irritate me—the people that would pick all the upsets, like yeah. the 16th seed they be like, "I picked that." I'm like, "No, you picked that one, but you're." you're in bra-
1: multiple bracket people that have like four different brackets. Oh, that was just my practice bracket. we like, but I but
0: there, but Arizona you circle is. it and you put it on Twitter, like, "Yeah, look at I picked this," but like the rest of your bracket is three percent correct, and yeah. you only picked that one. Like, I want to like as of right now. We would go with, I, like, who do you think as of right now? Like right now here, this is as of February twenty second. The number one seeds would be Duke, Virginia, Tennessee, Gonzaga. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the my bracket right now, mm-hmm. and we would see. I'm looking at the teams down here. Like I see Bucknell, 16th sixteen seed. They could they could beat Duke depending on if he gets hurt. I see North Folk State, which upset Missouri a couple of years back. Which yeah. that when that was the same day that Lehigh upset Duke, which uh, a fifteen seeds never upset a two seed twice in the same day. Besides them.
1: I mean, who just knows? Because like, people don't know the day of the tournament, who's going to win any of these games. I mean, Trey Young was one of the best players last year draft. He lost to Rhode Island. That's first round.
0: I wanted. I want to. I want to point. Out. I picked out Rhode Island to go to uh, Elite Eight. Didn't work out so well. They no, went to. Really, a, they really went to Sweet Sixteen, but um, I wanted Trey Young instead of Colin Sexton.
1: That's going to go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. Is the Luka Doncic for uh, Trey Young because? The Hawks originally drafted Luka, and they traded him to Dallas. Because you look at Luka, even though he didn't make the, or the All-Star game, he's one of the faces of the league. Like, he was incredible this year, carrying it, especially with Porzingis now. I mean, that's a dynamic duo for a decade.
0: Do you remember you were talking about Oil of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. As of right now, they're two, are 15 seed playing Michigan, which is a 2 seed. Yeah. Which, uh, I like, that's another, like, I could see a Lehigh upsetting dude. Like,
1: yeah.
0: As of right now, I think they have that plan like that because of how it went down in the final. Like, they were winning at halftime in, yeah. in the Final Four. Ohio State would be a 9 seed. Right now, they'd play Auburn in the West. Um, Seton Hall, which I usually pick them, would play Kansas State in their 11 seed.
1: That's so weird, Ohio State and Auburn in the West.
0: That'd be played in Anaheim too.
1: I know, but like Auburn's in the deep South and Ohio State's in like the heart of the Midwest, and they're playing in the West bracket.
0: So want USC, UC uh UC Irvine.
1: Yeah.
0: Plays. Um.
1: I don't know who they play.
0: They, I don't know who they play, but um, when they they right now they're a 14 seed over Houston, but the year. They were. They've been in a school for about I don't know a 100, 110 years. Yeah. Two thousand thirteen comes rolled around. They made the tournament for the first time in a hundred and like eight years. Right now, I. Th-
1: how do you be that bad at basketball?
0: they I don't know, but they're the ant years. That's the something like that. I, mm-hmm. I remember that. That's the reason why. Uh, Michigan State would be a two seed.
1: Because how do the pop, like big schools not make it? Because those years where Ohio State didn't even make like the tournament. How are you that bad that like? A Chicago Loyal, like a small team or like a small college that maybe has like 10,000 students, because Ohio State's the second largest uh, college in the whole country, only behind Texas, like actual kids who go to it. So how if you're recruiting so many players, and you have so many people that go to your school, is a school of 10,000 making a tournament over you.
0: Ohio State plays today, too. They play Maryland, just pointing that out. Play at 2 o'clock, Maryland is ranked 24th in the nation.
1: Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I mean... For my pick, what you said earlier of who I would pick is that's just
0: that's just of right now, like because Selection yeah. Sunday is twenty five days away.
1: Duke is, I think, going to be the big favorite going into the tournament because they have Zion Barrett and they have the other guy too. Like they have all the stars and the talent to win it easily. But the thing is, they always there's the one year where they lost to TCU. Like they have these up and down years, so it's so hard to pick. What team, especially because there's always, like, a one or two seed i will get it knocked down, like, the first two rounds. Like, it just always happens.
0: Like, here's Louisville as a five seed, and they're playing Murray State, and last time they played in the tournament, Murray State upset Louisville, I remember that.
1: Isn't Can- it crazy how Louisville is still a program? Because, like, they lost Rick, Rick Pitino. Pitino. over
0: the I And mean, then they yep. lost
1: all their, like, scholarships, and they're still top 20 in the country. Well,
0: last year, they didn't make the tournament last year, right? Because they were on a uh, thing for suspension, right? They were on
1: probation, I
0: okay. think. Well, Kansas right now is a three seed. Uh, Michigan State. So we three. North Carolina is a two seed. I would Tennessee is a one
1: seed. I like Duke more than North Carolina. I'd probably, if I had to pick someone, I'd choose North Carolina just because they're a lot more consistent than Duke in the tournament. So I think Duke's better. I just think North Carolina. If you look at through like the history, of the last ten years, they usually make it far because they won the championship a couple years ago. Uh, they made a lead eight I think last year. Like they just usually make it like far run, so that's what I usually try to look for in the bracket. is like he got to throw some upsets in there, but whatever teams have like really good seasons consistently, because I'm always skeptical about Duke or Kentucky, because Kentucky only won it the one year with Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is a generational talent.
0: All right, speaking about North Carolina, I'm looking up right now. 2017, they won the national championship. 2016, they lost the national championship there. In 2015, they made it to the semifinals. And then 2014, they lost in the second round. 2013, they lost in the second round. Yeah. They lost in the regional final, which would be the final four. 2012, 2011, they lost to in the regional final again. 2009, they defeated Michigan in the national championship, and then 2008, they lost to Kansas in the se- uh, semifinal. That's pretty good for. Uh, I mean, you, that's very consistent. Besides those two they,
1: outlier years where they lost in the second round, it's constantly been final four, finals appearance, final four conference championship, like, they keep making it super far.
0: They won, cha- they won six championships in 1957,
1: 82, 93, 2005, 2009,
0: 2017. Yeah, let's, uh, want to move over to draft a bit? Sure. All right. All right, we're going to start talking about, uh, the NFL draft here for the Cleveland Browns because that comes up in, uh, April, April
1: March? 25th, I think, in Nashville.
0: Nashville, I can't wait till you get that come, come
1: to
0: uh, Cleveland.
1: Yeah. They're talking about for the 2020 year, potentially. I actually know it had to be 2021 because it's 2021 in Vegas. But one thing, I don't people say, like, oh, the Browns killed the draft last year. Just to put in, like, the hindsight of all the things, there were seven rookies who made the Pro Bowl last year. Saquon Barkley, Denzel Ward, Quentin Nelson, Derwin James, Lane Van Der Esch, uh... Dixon, the punter for Seattle, and then Philip Lindsay, who was undrafted. So if you look at it, we got one of the seven drafted Pro Bowlers, which is like, oh, you had you drafted a Pro Bowler, but to get that level, because for the last ten years, none of our first-round picks have worked. Like we had Alex Mack, who ended up leaving, and you had years of like Gilbert, Whedon, or, um, Manzel, yeah, Manzel, Irving, Irving. Like, so many years where we had two first-round picks. And neither of them would be on the team for a third year. Like, we haven't had a person go and sign a second contract since, like, Joe, Joe Thomas. Hay- I was thinking Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden or Joe Thomas.
0: Well, speaking about that, who, do you know who the... I'm going to ask you, do you know who you think the... Who do you think the Browns will pick? I'm going I'm to play the draft noise. And, I'm gonna see, and then I want you to say who you think they'll pick after. And with the 17th pick, the Cleveland Browns select...
1: I got to go with Ed Oliver. Because he's falling in so many mock drafts just because of size and the talent in his defensive draft. So you saw early on he was like slated to go, Oh, it's him and Nick Bosa. They're going number one. Oliver had not as productive a year just because he was partially hurt throughout the year and he kinda knew he was going to be in the NFL. Like he was one of those players coming out you knew like, oh, in four years you're gonna be a millionaire because he's just so talented and freak athlete. But He's fallen out because of his lack of size, and you saw so many good defensive linemen. Clemson's whole D-line can be drafted the first round. Roquan Williams from Alabama going to be a top-five pick. Nick Bosa is a top-five pick.
0: He's um, going number one in the Cardinals. Nick
1: Bosa, I mean, except for like a wild trade, for a team trying to trade up like Jacksonville.
0: They need a quarterback.
1: Yeah. Jacksonville, Miami, Washington badly needs a quarterback just because they don't. Have, they have a huge contract. Two years, like $50 million still left. But they're not even going to get to use them because who knows if Alex Smith will ever play again. And then you have teams just like last year, um, the Patriots. They're always in discussion for taking a quarterback. Like last year was about Mayfield and oh they like Rosen too. And then now you see like teams like Jacksonville who are the four. They were the fourth best team last year and they badly need a quarterback. So you I just,
0: thought I thought they, sorry to interrupt you. I thought they were going to go after Joe Flacco. Not going to lie.
1: I was a bit surprised by the Flacco <laughs> trade because if you think about it how much better is Flacco than Keenum so I think Flacco is better than him but you still right now you have to trade Keenum away because you can't have like 50 million for two like, two quarterbacks so
0: and I don't think Keenum's even that good like we saw that when we played uh, when we played that one 15, 15 or 14 15, that was down that was down in number yeah that was a great CM I just want to point that out it's really oh yeah I didn't realize the seats were staggered when I was sitting there, like, I'm standing up there, and, like, compared to Cleveland, I'm usually able to, like, because it's a level flat surface down at First Energy Stadium where I'm standing, yeah. and I'm up there, and I'm like, holy crap, I'm up to and I sat re- relatively near my season tickets.
1: Yeah. You're also a mile higher, too. Like, just the elevation. Yeah, like I, how-
0: that affected me, and I was cheering in the
1: stands. Yeah, imagine <laughs> for the players doing that. Probably affected the drunk fans behind us <laughs> from Cleveland. Yeah. All right, well... One thing I can say from going to the draft and like memorizing these picks is Austin Corbett pick, I said it then and now, what was the point of it? Because you had the 33rd pick in the draft. Keep in mind this is right before Lamar like right after Lamar Jackson got picked. So you have a full day, think about who you're gonna take. It was kinda obvious the Browns were taking a running back with one of those two picks. We ended up getting Chubb. So Chubb was thirty six, thirty seven was the, or thirty seven was Darius Leonard. I wanted. Pro bowler. I wanted. Well, not pro, all pro.
0: I wanted Darius Geis, or whoever it was at Geis. at thirty three. I remember that. And I, like when we drafted Nick Chubb, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like because John Dorsey was still in here. Like I didn't really know how he was doing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but the pick didn't make sense because if we were going to address tackle, and the pick just seems wasted because you hear news like oh, we're going to trade Zeitler, which I think is a huge mistake. You have the best two-guard duo in the league, of Zeitler and Mettonio, each are pro bowlers, like fantastic guards. So why you would take a guard with a 33rd pick doesn't make sense at all. Because the fact the Browns could never move on and get a Joe Thomas replacement is the biggest Browns thing of all time. Because you knew for the last five years he was going to retire eventually. When? We don't know. But how you were not prepared to do it, because you originally thought, oh, Betonio's going to be the Joe Thomas replacement. and so can play tackle or guard. But he's so good at guard, you don't want to move him. And then Corbett can't play tackle, but he is a guard. So do you really want to trade the 33rd overall pick when he's never even played for you? Because he could be great, you know? But you don't want to give up one of your guards already to give him the shot, so who knows?
0: Here's my mock draft. <laughs> For the 17th overall pick, the Cleveland Browns select linebacker to LSU, Devin White, which I think he'll fall there, or either the Browns will trade up. Because if you look, our defense is pretty good, which I we brought in uh, the guy from the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Do you know? What, well, Steve Wilks. Steve Wilkes, okay. We brought him in. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if you would watch last year, Jamie Collins had one job, which I think he, they're going to walk, because like, they haven't been talking con- contracts. We'll, we'll get into that later. But I think Jamie Collins, he had one job, and that was to watch the tight end on the delay. Yeah. Well, he would look back, and if you, if you go back into the games, you can watch, you can see countless times of him just a tight end delaying and getting, like, a 10, 20-yard yeah. pass. Or against Cincinnati where they ran that the entire second half, and I thought we were going to lose.
1: The craziest thing is Collins actually led the team in tackles after the year. Like, right. he was our leading tackler. He, mean, had, I, he had 104, Shobert had 103, Event Randall had 85. So he was, I mean, a tackle machine – but the thing about Collins is we gave him that huge contract, and he hasn't done too much. Like, he's made plays where he would play awful the whole game, I and mean, then he'd make a huge, like, third-down stop or he'd break up a pass or force a fumble like that.
0: Or against Denver, he'd let the frickin' tight end run free like he was doing. Yeah,
1: so he makes so— That's what I worry about Devin White, because White's one of my favorite prospects coming out for what he can be. He reminds me a lot of Terrell Edmonds coming out, the linebacker who went number 14 to the Bills— because Edmonds was 20 years old coming out, 6'5", 2'15". super fast, like a raw prospect, but his potential was through the roof. And that's so similar to Devin White, because Devin White was recruited to LSU to play fullback. Now he's a middle linebacker, so you can see the change that he's such a raw prospect because he doesn't know like all the instincts. Like he watches tape, he can't tackle that well. He always wraps up high instead of down low like you're supposed to. But his like just physical gifts are just incredible. He so also reminds me a lot of Clowney because like he kind of lived up to the hype because at first Clowney had the two injuries, and you're like, man, this was a bad pick. But now he's made three straight Pro Bowls, one of the best outside linebackers in the league, and probably going to be one of the highest-paid uh, defensive players in the league right after this offseason coming up real shortly. Speaking
0: about Jadavian Clowney, did you see he's
1: a free agent? He is a free agent.
0: He's currently 26 years old, and I think he would look really good in the Browns. I think they're going to franchise tag him back, though, or something like that, because they'll give him something.
1: It worries me, though, because Clowney is a lot better, but he's still partially, like, he he won't get any better. Like, he's so, kind of, like, here. I and mean, he just shot up, but I don't think he can get to, like, the full potential we had coming out. Do you think he'll be consistent? That's what I worry about. That's what I worry about Devin White, too, because Devin White has all the potential to be a, a pro bowl linebacker, like, Hall of Fame, like, incredible. His instincts in tackling are so bad. Like, he could be one of the best players in this draft, or he could be a person who's out of the league in four years because he can't tackle. So, it's just such a risky pick.
0: Have Greg Williams teach him how to tackle. Ask Denzel Ward for some help. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's Denzel's problem. With tackling. He keeps getting hurt doing it.
0: Alright, where do you think, big question which I think everybody wants to know, where do you think I think Le'Veon Bell is going to go to either the Patriots mm-hmm. Or I um, I don't know I was thinking this. I just don't see the Patriots because
1: the Patriots just drafted Michelle They're, they were a system running back scheme and Michelle had a fantastic year until he got hurt so to pay running back fifteen million like Bill Belichick doesn't pay players so it's just questionable I think he'd be sadly a great fit to stay in division with Baltimore because what Baltimore's trying to do now that Flacco is gone it's Lamar Jackson's team you're going to try to emulate what you did last year amazing defense, and they just pound the ball. So you have Omar quarterback, and you run it all the time. So I think they're either going to try to take a running back, which this year's draft is not very good at running back compared to last year, where you had Geis, Barkley, you knew it was going to be a stud, Chubb. And then uh, Philip Lindsay ended up being a huge surprise, too. But, I mean, Le'Veon Bell would fit perfectly for him because they have cap space. I mean, they were going to keep Alex Collins.
0: Plus they had Ty Montgomery, too.
1: Ty Montgomery's like he's not a power back though, and Baltimore's kind of like throughout their history has been like strong and just a power team.
0: But I also thought, what about the, What about Philadelphia?
1: That's they don't have, they're the worst cap team in the league. They're like seven million under. So one thing that's kind of worrying about Philly is they have Brandon Graham, second best defensive player, probably besides Fletcher Cox. He's a free agent this year. So he yeah, and Nick Foles is a free agent too. So they have all these things they need to keep, but Carson Wentz is going to get a monster contract, and you know it too. So they have to try to keep those pieces, yet somehow, you know, pay Carson Wentz in two years.
0: Like, dude, you're right. I'm looking at these mock drafts for these running backs. Yeah, wow. I, see. I, I don't see. I really don't see anybody. Like,
1: yeah, the biggest Bryce
0: fall- Bryce Love Stanford, but that's Bryce hey, he's Love. Raised, he's like supposed
1: to, to be a top ten pick. He's ranked 123rd. He had an awful year. I always remember, because i watched every college football game, I like it even more than the NFL, I remember the Oregon-Stanford game, it was hyped up, it was like two top 15 teams, prime time, like the ABC night game.
0: Ooh, Mike Weber's coming outside from Ohio State.
1: Yeah, he is. But you had Justin Herbert, Bryce Love, offensive matchup, Pac-12, like old school Pac-12, just like flying the ball, you know, fast running back, just fast, agile. And then you saw, like, Bryce Love didn't do anything. Like, the whole season, he had, like, potential to do stuff. And, like, the announcer's talk like, oh, Bryce Love, one of the best running backs in the country. I don't even think he had 500 yards last year. Like, he did nothing in college. So it's just crazy to see his downfall. Because he, if he came out the year before, he was a runner-up for the Heisman behind Baker. So, I mean, just for him to drop that much shows you, like, NFL players remaining the college players have this certain window where you're at your peak like potential and you got to declare for the draft because you have to try to capitalize on your opportunity of your money Let's see about this he went from probably second round pick to now fourth fifth if someone i mean he'll get drafted by someone but definitely not like day one or day two so and he's got to fight for this spot now
0: yeah yeah because he was he, he was also uh, he was a backup to uh McCaffrey. McCaffrey, right? Uh, you know who the quarterback was for them when McCaffrey was there, for no. Stanford? Kevin Hogan,
1: really? Former Browns quarterback. Dave yep. to then too. Yep.
0: I want to point out one of my favorite games, which I actually watched this last night. Notre Dame versus Stanford. That was Deshaun Kaiser versus Kevin Hogan. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, uh, Notre Dame ended up. I think, losing that game? I don't know. I fell asleep because was, I was just watching it. was on the TV. But yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, there's so many Browns scores.
1: One thing that was a game that was bad, but you end up looking back and you realize in hindsight, was the Oklahoma-Ohio State game. Because we thought, you know, if we beat Oklahoma, we're going to the playoffs. Oklahoma destroyed us with Baker. And you thought, I was like, oh man, I don't want Baker. Baker's just like a cocky ass, you know. He like grabbing stuff, playing the flag. I was like, I don't want him at quarterback. But then you look back on, it even before he played a game for the Browns, you were thinking of, like, I don't know. I was so biased looking at because it was like, oh, Baker's not my quarterback. Well if I was any like, if I was that team's quarterback, as an Oklahoma fan, I would have loved to have Baker at quarterback because he was so good. So you guys see like how and coward like him for the same things I do. But he just doesn't like – he was kind of like a Darnold dude, which I was too. I thought Darnold – I May- thought
0: we were going to draft Darnold too because yeah. Hugh Jackson time was – he'd always draft USC guys like Carson Palmer,
1: yeah. Cody Kessler. Yeah, you saw a trend with him. So I thought I thought Darnold was the best quarterback slightly above Mayfield, and then there was a huge drop-off. I thought Lamar Jackson, if he was in a right like scheme, kind of like he is in Baltimore, he could not be a great quarterback, but he can be an efficient quarterback. Evan, I thought Rosen was, not, was just going to be bad, and he's not really doing good, and I thought Allen was going to be god-awful, and to be fair, he's played actually really well to start the year, so I would say definitely a lot of improvement, and I was partially wrong, but right, because, I mean, Lamar Jackson, kind of what I thought he could be in like the right scheme is what happened, and he's actually not been horrible, and then, uh, Rosen, I think, was good of it. I think Allen and Mayfield are surprises because Darnold didn't do bad towards the end of the year after he got over his injury. They finished
0: 5-11 and 11 with the Jets.
1: Yeah, but he didn't start the beginning of the year because it was McCown that started it off. off.
0: I thought McCown was in... Uh, I thought he was on the uh, Buccaneers, wasn't he? He was on the Jets, right? He was on the Jets. Jets. Okay. Those, uh, okay.
1: McCown, Bridgewater, and then Darnold to start the year. They traded Bridgewater to Saints. The Saints, yep, and they
0: cut JT Barrett. I remember that. The Saints did, Yeah. All right, well, it's uh, 8-2-1. We'll give you a score update for uh, college basketball right now. We have currently tied at, halfti- or, uh, at halftime, number 5, Tennessee, 36 over Louisville, Number 13-ranked er, um, LSU, 31. Number 3, Virginia, is losing to number 18, Louisville, 37-27, to and then... With 135 left in the first half, number 11 Marquette is up 29-18 to 18 over Providence. Man, don't you just love when March comes because, like, Selection Sunday comes and everybody's got
1: their brackets out. The best part about the tournament is the first couple of days because you're still riding, like, the hype, like, oh, it's March Madness. But, like, once your bracket sucks eventually and, like, all the upsets are out, you just kind of, like, you lose interest and then you kind of, like, gain it back towards the finals. So it's weird. Like the first two rounds, you're like at your high. then I mean, you kind of like go down a bit? Have I any kind of like skyrocket again towards like the final four and the finals?
0: Because there's always a team like last year. My bracket was not good, but then there was the like, Chicago. Yeah. And you're like, like okay, you you're, you're like, you're like, okay, I'm gonna support. Like, you're, you, you want you, them to win. Like you, like I, I always keep relating back to Lehigh versus Duke because I'm sorry, no one probably predicted that. Like if you're watching yeah. TV and you pick Duke and you had them going all the way and you see Le- Lehigh beat Duke, yeah. you're still going to and at least I would do this. When I saw them beat them, because I remember picking Duke that year, yeah. I was angry, but I also was like, oh, my God, I took my finger up and I put number one, I was running around the room. I'm like, oh, my God, they just upset the number two team in the nation. Yeah. Because I remember Duke that year was supposed to be a one seed, but they were battling injuries.
1: One thing I I always find interesting is – there's always the one team you always set, like second guess like oh like this like for example me last year I had Kentucky they were a five seed I thought they were going to go to the lead eight which they ended up doing and then like an hour before the game started everyone kept telling me it was like dude Arizona's a hot team I was like you know I don't know about Arizona so then they ended up convincing me put I switched out Kentucky for Arizona Arizona lost in the first round Yep they, they lost were,
0: to Buffalo and now a three seed bubble. right
1: yeah, no. Was that three or four seed? I think they were. I
0: think that was twelve and four, and they didn't just—they blew them out too. Yeah. Well, we're gonna give it a little break. We're gonna give you a little sponsorship here by. uh
1: The back-to-school sale is
0: on at Window Nation. It's your best time to buy. The math is simple. Buy one window, get one free. There is no limit. Buy two, get two free. Buy three, get three free. The more you buy, the more you save. Plus, for every window purchased, we'll throw in a free indestructible flex screen. The flex screen is the world's first flexible window screen. Do the math. These savings add up. Buy one, get one free. Don't miss the bus. Only from Window Nation. Call today, 866-95NATION, or visit us online at windownation.com. All right, we're back here. Sorry, we got about eleven minutes left in this segment, but we had to give our sponsorship to Window Nation. Uh, Window Nation. Uh, uh, I actually
1: Cleveland just got. Company.
0: Oh yeah, he's got some, It's over there on Chester, uh, right?
1: I believe so. For the last couple minutes, let's wrap up something that we've talked about for years, but now we're not interested in the quarterback class coming out. So last year, you saw it was the generational quarterback class. You had like Allen, Jackson, Rosen. Baker, and Darnold. So this was like, you knew like, oh, there's going to be a lot going to the top 10. You should probably have won in the mid or late round, which ended up happening because we had Baker go one, Darnold go three, Allen went seven, Evan Rosen went 10 with the trade up for the Cardinals. But this year is such a hit or miss because it's just showing how much a quarterback is valued because this was going in and everyone said, this is not going to be a good quarterback draft. So you better get your quarterback now. But if you look at mock draft, like this one on CBS, there's four quarterbacks going in the first round. Because you have Dwayne Hastings, who I think I'm, of course, biased as Ohio State. I think he is the best quarterback going into the draft.
0: Oh, he's got to be. The only difference is if the guy from Oregon came out instead of going his senior year, I think that he would have been the best
1: quarterback. I agree. So with him gone, it's still such such a weak quarterback class, but there's going to be so many that still go just because of need. So, Haskins is likely going top 10. I think the fallout. I think he'll
0: go, go to the Giants.
1: Yeah, I think the farthest he can go down will be six at the Giants. And then you see Drew Locke out of Missouri, who I hate as a prospect. Reminds me a lot of Josh Allen coming out, which obviously Josh Allen ended up doing better than I thought. But can't read defenses, played in SEC, got destroyed. And then he's just big and athletic, kind of like a Jake Locker. And then you see a, Tyler Murray's the wild card. Who knows what Kyler Murray is going to do? You see a lot of Redskins and Dolphins predictions, kind of like last year. You saw a lot of like Baker or Omar Jackson because the Dolphins made it clear Ryan Tannehill is not coming back for, I think, his eighth year with the team.
0: Do you involve? Uh, I'm looking at one too right now at uh, WalterFootball.com. It's uh, number one ranked quarterback is Dino Jones out of Duke, six five yeah. two twenty, and yep. then and then I have Dwayne, they have Dwayne Haskins too, and then the guy you were just talking about, Drew Locke from Missouri, at three.
1: Yeah. Daniel Jones is just a weird prospect because he's not get, he's getting hyped up by, like, the analysts. Like, you see people on ESPN. Mike Z. Mayock. Yeah, like Mike Mayock, especially hyping him up. But the only ACC court, there only has been two that's been really dominant the last couple years, and it's been Watson and Trubisky. Trubisky had the one year, and I'm not going to lie, I feel like we should have took, at the time, Trubisky number one overall instead of Garrett just because we needed a quarterback so badly— I was thinking, like, hey, I want Garrett. If we get Trubisky, I'm not going to be mad, though, because we need a quarterback. But, I mean, thankfully we do have Garrett now. But it's so weird because you see, like, Watson, especially, um, because he kind of fell in that draft a lot. He went 12 after the trade-up. And then Trubisky was 2. So you see just, like, how hyped up they were coming in. And they're projected, like, Trubisky went a lot higher than, I mean, assume a lot of people it because no one really thought the Bears would jump up at two, and then um, Watson went to 12, and then um, after that, you well, see, like, Daniel Jones could, like, I see one where he could go top five, but he's not getting hype, like, he didn't win at all, so I'm just incredibly amazed well, that I'm, he I'm, can do that.
0: Well, I'm looking at all these quarterbacks, and I see a name that pops out, it's called Brent Rippon, and I don't know if you guys know this, or not, but his dad played for us, Mark Rippon, after he was done with the
1: uh, go to college? Yeah. Redskins.
0: Uh, Mark or Brett?
1: The quarterback coming
0: out. Uh, Boise State. He's six two. They haven't ranked twelfth right now out of quarterbacks. He's two hundred pounds. He's forty time projected as four seven seven, and he's projected a sixth round or a free agent. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is just such a weird draft because
0: there's no clear cut number. Well, there's no clear cut number one. There really shouldn't be a number one. It's like the year that like Geno Smith was picked. Yeah, there was no the-
1: quarterback. We'll still won the Buffalo took the EJ Manual. E. J. Manuel. Because you see, there's going to be quarterbacks. The quarterbacks always go higher than you think they do just because they're so valuable. But I really think a lot of teams are gonna mess up in this draft because there's so many that need it. But there's so many good edge defenders. I love Josh Allen, the edge defender out of Kentucky, one of my favorite prospects. I think he's so bendy and his lower body is just incredible. Like his motor, a lot like a quill Mack, but slightly less of the frame. But, I mean, obviously at yeah, have Bosa and Quinn Williams, kind of, like, certified. They were the Barclays coming out. Like, they're going to be all pro defensive players. But then there's teams in the top 10. Like, I'm on one right now from draft Wire. Quarterback goes 4, 5, and 6. They have Jacksonville trading up with Oakland. Denver trading with Tampa Bay. and Miami trading up with New York. So you see just all these quarterbacks and like, these teams that, like, are so desperate they need one instantly. Because look at the Browns. They won zero games and instantly went to 7-8-1 nine or seven, eight, one off one year of getting a quarterback. so You also got to factor Duns uh, Ward. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if we had Tyrod start the whole year, I think we wouldn't make out three wins.
0: I actually was going, I said, you know what, I'll take three. Like, I went and I go, all right, if we go three, develop Baker, maybe next year we can go Eleven and five. Yeah, that that's another day, though. All right. Well, I'm Nick. That's Owen. We're here on Cleveland Sports Phoenix. We'll see you next week.